Hello, everyone. We are so happy to be here at our podcast, Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pradhan. We love to encourage people to be strong and courageous and to find that they are leaders wherever God placed them. We also love to uh, um, invite at our podcast courageous leaders that uh, exemplify what courageous leadership means. And today we have uh, Aishik Abba with the Aishik Abba Ministries, and we are so delighted to have you. Would you please introduce yourself? Sure. Thank you so much for having me, Victoria. It's such an honor to be on your podcast program. Uh, thank you so much for encouraging so many leaders through your program. I am Ushuk and I was born and raised in Turkey in the Middle East, uh, been through a lot of abuse. And on the day I came to America for my life, I fled to America. On the day I was going to commit suicide, Jesus Christ revealed himself to me in a miraculous way and changed my life. And from that day on, I started just giving my testimony everywhere I went. And then it just started growing from there to and became a worldwide ministry, uh, primarily to the Muslim world. And today I do TV, social media uh, in more than 200 nations in the world. And it's so great to be with you to share the faith and share the gospel message and encouragement with other people. It is so interesting that out of your pain came a ministry. And many people, if uh, they read or they will read my memoir, Saving My Assassin, they will relate that out of the desire to find the truth, because I was living in a country where the truth was not anywhere to be found. People were fearful to speak the truth. God put on my heart the desire to find the truth, and I went to law school. Unknown to me at that time, God put on my heart the desire to find the truth, to go to law school, but finally to find him, the truth, Jesus Christ, because he is the truth. And then use going to law school to defend Christians and human rights cases. And many times I tell people, look at what God put on your heart. If it's a pain, if it's a question mark, you might say to yourself, those things are not going right. It should be this way. Watch out. That might be your mission. What would you say to someone who might be physically or verbally abused by uh, as you were uh, in your own country? What would you say to them? How would you encourage them that at one point God will transform that pain, that mess into a message? Uh, absolutely. This is a very good question, Victoria. And thank Virginia, you so much. By the way, my name Virginia. is Virginia. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. Welcome. But I want to tell you something. Uh, as you said, from our pain and from our question marks, God can really create a message and ministry. And I would tell them first thing, there is hope. Because in our circumstances, sometimes we can get very hopeless and we can get very uh, impatient and very in a, a dark place. And in that dark place, enemy starts lying to us, 
uh, we are not good enough for something better and all, all our life is going to be the same way. And that is the biggest lie. I think the first thing I will say, overcome those lies, overcome those fears and think of your pain as your biggest platform that one day God is going to use that pain. If you turn to Jesus Christ and God is going to use that pain to create a ministry for you without testimony, there is no ministry. And that is what I want to encourage people to definitely seek Jesus in their pain, in their darkness, because he is the light. What about people that might be isolated and they might be just thinking different age, young, yes. middle age, uh, older age, that might think, I'm just one. What yes. can I do? Yeah. Uh, I don't have the resources or so forth. We always have an answer to everything God put on our heart that, no, 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 it's not me. I don't have, I don't, who am I to do it? What will be your encouragement to them? Well, I was that one person by myself in the midst of darkness. I had no hope. I was beaten up every other day. I was kicked on the floors, treated worse than a dog. Uh, I didn't have anybody stood by me and I had my family too. There was a time they wanted to help me with the abuse that I was going through and everything. But I will say when we turn there, sometimes we don't know Jesus. I didn't know Jesus. I just knew escape. I always ran away from something until I came to Christ. So I would say, Uh, seek God first, you know, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Everything else will be added to you. I think the first thing is first. If people seek Christ first, and this is what I tell them on TV, I tell them uh, through social media, if you seek God first, he will make a way when it seems there's no way. When they feel like in the midst of, I know so many people Virginia, so many people in the mid middle of uh, nowhere, in the middle of the desert in Morocco or Egypt or Iraq. And when they started seeking God, seeking truth, God made a way for them. So this is what I would say. Seek the supernatural power and the presence of God in your life first. That is so true. When we talk about leadership, that is not a title. That is not a position. That is uh, something that you, God develops in you. Because if you are staying a home mom, if you are 80 or 90 years old to person by yourself at home, you still have the possibility to lead yourself as a leader, to grow yourself, let God grow the leadership um, uh, role in you. And by the way you act, by the way you live, you are uh, going to be an example and you're going to impact others in your leadership action. In fact, when I was you know, taking care of my kids, a single mom, three kids. I used to believe that I'm going to change diapers for the rest of my life. So I understand why single moms or moms at home might think that I don't have a leadership position. I will tell you I was wrong and you are wrong if you think like this, because you are molding the next generation for Christ. You will, well, when you are there with them, you can pray with them if you know God. If you don't know, seek God, like you said, you can 
guide them. You can teach them training. There are so many, so many. So what do you think and how do you encourage people to say, well, I'm not a CEO of organization. I'm not a leader. But like I said, everyone is a leader. Uh, I heard a long time ago, leaders are not born, they are made. So if, if people are thinking, I am not born to be a leader, no, we are not born to be a leader. We are made over time and over our decisions. And one thing, one decision is very major in leadership is I am the leader of my own life. And sometimes we say, Jesus is the leader of my life. Of course, he's my CEO, he's my boss, and he's the ultimate authority. But even for me to make that decision to give him that place in my life, I need to still exercise leadership to lead myself with, to a decision to give my life to Christ. So if we can overcome the obstacles in our own lives, that is the first step to leadership in our own lives. And it starts with small bricks to build a big, uh, you know, castle. So I would tell people, start from that first place is you, you need to lead. Then your children, uh, that your family, you are the leader of your family and your circle starts, your circle of influence, because leadership is all about impact and influence. Your circle of influence grow from that moment on. And we need to start from somewhere. And I am the first person to lead. That is so true that, yes, we are the leaders because God can tell us, the Bible said that he will put his hand on our back and say, this is a way walking in. But if we don't act on what God says, you know, he can still be the CEO, but we don't obey the CEO of, of our lives. So it's true that we have to um tied the faith with the action and people will be amazed what God is able to do in our lives. I uh, train people and that we can do in our life to be to live a successful and significant life. And I'm all for success. God created us to be the head and not the tail. That's what he told us. Amen. But when you when you concentrate only on success, you can step on people. You cannot listen to God. You can be so concentrated as a leader to micromanage everything that you pull people away. But when you, you, you make that success with having significance in people's life. You put people first or God first and you listen. You put people second and you take care of them and you do what is right for them and everything changes. Success and significance is what we are created to do. Without that, first of all, we don't listen to God. And like I said, you get... Get to success at the top of the mountain and what? But when you have success and significance, would you agree with that? Uh, absolutely. I, I will say that the biggest success is uh, hidden in the first two greatest co commandments. So love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So when we fulfill these two greatest commandments we cannot step on other people and because we have the love for our neighbor we are loving them as ourselves 
and loving God is the biggest success in our lives. So it, I, I believe the world out there uh, def- defines success so much different than God defines success. And when we truly make him the center of our lives, I believe that is a true success. And then you have the joy, peace, all the fruit of the Holy Spirit and everything in your life. And there's no greater success than that. And that will lead to success because when God said, for I know the plans I have for you, uh, he didn't plan defeat for us. He planned great things for us. But for us to go to those great things, we need to first go to him. I, I, I totally agree with you, Virginia. That is so, so important. And, you know, it, it is, uh, I shake, uh, so many people see me speaking in different places. Maybe you have the same encounter or you hear the same thing for them saying, oh, you have such a wonderful platform. And I am thankful for that. And indeed, I do have a great platform. But I always tell people, do you know where the platform started? in the interrogation room in Romania, where I was beaten and tortured, and I responded to those huge and horrible people telling them that I love them, but I don't like what they were doing. When I thought that I was by myself, any time when in uh, in, um, my law office in Romania, where people will come, churches will come, and I will have to make a decision, Lord, do I take those cases? I will be beaten even more or so. And I, I, I was by myself in those moments when you're what you consider that you're by yourself, God is giving you the highest platform there. And then you will see the platform in different ways and in different situations. But don't disconsider when God is giving you right now in your pain, in your suffering, in your discomfort situation, the platform, because that is the platform that will take you to many, many, many places. And I'm sure you can relate to that. Absolutely. Uh, I I just remember uh, one word, uh, one phrase Shakespeare said, the entire world is a stage. Yes. And we are all acting our own lives on that stage. So people more often, they look for a platform uh, to just to speak, take the microphone. But a platform is farther than that. Our platform is being a witness. Yes. And every everybody witnesses to us every single day and moment of our lives, including our family. I witness to my family. And sometimes we fail to witness to the closest people to us. Why? Because they see us with our strengths and with our weaknesses. And the more we become like Jesus, we are actually maximizing our platform and we are making the most of our lives, uh, the best of our lives and giving giving Christ best version of, of ourselves. And I think that's very, very important. Instead of looking at this platform that built by man, God is giving us a platform every single day. That is so true. And I will say from my own experience, because my kids are adults now and they're married, they have their own kids. Even the mistakes that I made um, 
and talking with them and, and maybe asking forgiveness for those mistakes and telling them that I did the best that I could at that time with what I had work in a mighty way because they realize that I am a working process, uh, that I need Jesus, and they don't feel guilty like, oh, I make a mistake, God is not going to forgive me. They would run to Jesus. So it's another opportunity to witness. Yes, we don't do things, uh, bad things on purpose, but we can make mistakes, but we need Jesus every minute of our lives. I would love for our our audience to know more about where they can find you, where they can reach out to you. And, and I know there are some of them might have uh, relatives that uh, live in Middle East or maybe even here in, uh, in America. And I want to give you a chance to tell them where they can uh, and how they can reach reach out to you. Thank you. They can find me on many of the social platforms such as Facebook, YouTube, uh, uh, on the internet, Instagram. It is I-S-I-K-A-B-L-A, isikabla.com. They can just Google it and they will find a lot of sources to follow me and or, or the ministry. Thank you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity, Virginia. One last question. What is the most important thing for us as Christians right now in America to do? I think the most important thing is to go to a deeper place of intimacy with Christ. And uh, I always say uh, the secret to growth is uh, in a book of John chapter 15. Abide in me, Jesus said, and I abide in you. I think that is the key for us right now. It's not optional. Uh, mediocre Christianity is over. And we have to really start taking God seriously and increase our intimacy with him. To be like him and bear more fruit. That is so true. And I always said, because I'm under five feet tall and in a sport environment, uh, creating a team, I will be the last to be chosen. You know, nobody wants it. Um, But with God, we are in the winning team. God never lost a battle. And the Bible tells us there is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. So if you are fearful that you're going to lose a job or you lose your house or you lose your status with others, uh, forget about pleasing people. Go and please God, and you will be uh, secure in in his team, his winning team. Amen. Thank you so very much, um, Isaac, for uh, coming here. We're going to have you again. I'm so blessed by everything that you are doing and knowing you. And uh, we are just uh, honored to... um, and I hope my, my audience will take to heart everything that, that you said, everything that we encourage you. Until next time, I want to just say thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.